2: Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 152. That's right, 152 of the All-Offense podcast. Omar and I today are joined, as you can see in the box below, by Teron Davenport from ESPN. We'll salute Teron very quickly. Do our and I've seen
1: him when he was in ESPN, but he was still glowing up.
2: He was grinding.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, I, senior goal.
2: There you go. And I, I, I used to see Teron all the time at the combine. Yeah. Uh, so, 52. <laughs> The first time around, we went with Reichenbach, went a little obscure with a linebacker from the 90s. I'm going to go with another linebacker from the late 1990s, played three years with the Dolphins. And I mentioned him because he has a son who played last night for the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver, Zay Jones. I'm talking about Robert Jones, linebacker from East Carolina who the Dolphins got from the St. Louis Rams, who previously had played for Jimmy Johnson and Dave Wansett with the Dallas Cowboys. Very solid player. Started three years for the Dolphins. All right. Now he
3: had another son that was on the Eagles practice squad too.
2: He did. Yes, he did. He had three sons who all played or got c- cups of coffee in the NFL. Zay Jones, the only one left in the N- in the NFL.
1: And Zay Jones, I used to think he was a bad boy. I believe he was on my man crush list for for wide receivers. Um, But obviously uh, a lot of factors come into whether or not a guy succeeds or fails in the NFL, but um, speaking of succeeding and failing in the NFL, uh, the Tennessee Titans, they aren't exactly circling the drain, but they are in a rebirth kind of as an organization. They've moved on from my guy, Ryan Tannehill. And anybody who heard me say my guy (laughs) will know that that's a joke. Um, I've never believed in Ryan Tannehill, but I did want him to play in this game because I was intrigued and wanted the Tannehill Revenge. But this happens to be the Will Levitt's era of the Tennessee Titans. Um, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts and views about the direction of that franchise and where it's headed with Will Levitt's as a starting quarterback?
3: Yeah, you know, first and foremost, I will say that they are in really good shape with Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel lead, leading the ship. And there's a lot of rumors and stuff about them supposedly having a power struggle, about them being at odds. And a lot of the people saying that, they're the ones that probably watch like Lifetime and, and Bravo, you know, and they just have a thirst for drama. I'm probably the only person to sit down with, with Rand and, and, and have him look me in the face and sit down with Mike Vrabel and have them look me in the face. And they both told me that there's no issue. So I wanna start with that. Right, because you know that's something that needs to be clarified. I actually had a story I posted this morning, you, you know, about their relationship and where the the organization is going. So you start with that, and then you look at Will Levis, Mike Vrabel. One of the things that he always loved about Tannehill was the toughness, right? And, and that's something that Tannehill really he he showed in 19 and 20. And it's funny because that's the first thing he talks about when you ask him about Will Levis. So you got that, and then just the ability to push the ball, like there's no part of the field he can't throw the ball to. So they're in good shape there. I I think you look at the weapons. DeAndre Hopkins is still an excellent receiver. He just bumped up to 28th all-time in receiving yards with 12,075. And uh, you got that, but the problem is the O-line. So I think if you talk about Levis, you got to talk about that protection first. That That's the big issue. And that's so where the, the breakdown is. is.
1: You know, Titans usually have traditionally had one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. What what went wrong in, in, in this, this year?
3: Well, there was, you know how players get that first round grade on them? Like they have that sticker and then you always want to take a chance on that talent. And Andre Dillard, they signed him to a what three-year, twenty-nine million deal. He was going to be the the left tackle, and like I don't like to rag on a player, so I'll just I'll just kind of put to, it like,
2: but you're going he's, to he's
3: not good. Like that's that's like the easiest way to put it. He's just not good, and and so that failed them, and that's where the major breakdown was. Taylor Lewan, he had the injury. Um, he had a, a, a ACL. It was the second time he tore his ACL in three years, and. He weighs like 250 pounds right now, and he's not doing anything other than what you guys are doing, podcasting. So yeah, it just it just was a breakdown. In their center, uh Aaron Brewer, there's been some issues there. Uh right tackle, Nicholas Petit Ferrer. He had a he got suspended the first six games, and then he got a shoulder injury and he's out. So it's just, yeah, it's it's been a just just a bad, bad situation. Now they got Jalen Duncan, they drafted him out of Maryland. He and uh, and you guys know you know from the Senior Bowl like he he stood out so he's the left tackle now and and he and and, and Peter Skaronsky who they picked at eleven it, those that left side is good especially from a run blocking perspective but you know I I think uh, Chubb I think Chubb the astronaut I think he's gonna have a good game uh, uh, this week you know against that that offensive line
2: so Ron here's the thing though. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like like the Titans were like seven and four last year until it all blew up, fell apart. And then this year they're four and eight. I mean, is it as simple as it was just injuries?
3: It's injuries, it's um the ball not bouncing your way. Like most of their so they they lost eight games. I want to say six, five or six of those games have been by one score or less. Look at look at the game that they played against against the Colts last week. Like it's twenty-five to twenty one. You have two block punts, one for a touchdown. The other one puts them in field goal range, right? The Colts were in the red zone, and I, not only the red zone, low red zone, inside the 10-yard line, four times they scored one touchdown. But that touchdown was the go-ahead uh, touchdown in overtime. You, you know what I mean? So you look at that, and, and like, that's the type game that the, this team, other than the, let's see, the, the Browns, they Cleveland, Cleveland spanked them. There were like two or three games where they got spanked, but everything else has been close. So it's one of those things where you have a team that if they could just find a way to win in the margins. That record would be totally different. But you, you know what they say about if, right? If and the aunt and I'm gonna leave all that out, you know, how the aunt could be a, be an uncle, you, you know, if.
1: Listen, but I I'm always puzzled by the lines. I, I look at these lines that they give the dolphins and, and yes, I'm, 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 I've covered the Dolphins for 15 years. I've yet, I have, I've I've covered the Dolphins for 15 years, so I'm not used to 13 point lines. Yeah, Um, is that a reasonable line without Jeffrey Simmons and maybe without Derrick Henry? And I don't know the status.
3: It's very reasonable. I'm not allowed to bet on football, but I'll probably take that line. You know, because Jeff is going to be out for for two two weeks at least, and and that's the emotional leader of that defense. You know what I mean? He's the one when they come together on the opponent's logo when, when they're on the road. He's the one in the circle, you, you know, and then you, you you pair that with they're just getting over the loss of Kevin Byard. So it's like I don't know how that defense is going to be. So know, yeah, I, it was a trade. Yeah, 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 it was Turned a trade. Yeah, was, yeah, but uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yes. Yeah, and it's, you know, they got a fifth and a sixth. Now they got eight draft picks so they could But you know that's equivalent to a four, and and they save six million in cap cap space. So,
2: six million is one of
3: them things. You know, come on, bro. Yeah,
2: here's I got another one for you. Toron has Mike Vrabel ever gotten over the trade of AJ Brown yet?
3: (laughs) It's funny because I'm I'm in Philly now, and I was just talking to my homie about that yesterday. You know, I I don't think he's ever going to get over that one, man. He the way. I I talked to him after that, uh, after that trade, and and he told me, like, he was like, it gutted me. Like, he had a personal connection with A.J., and I don't think the organization has gotten over it either because, you know, you talk about emotional leaders on on, on defense. Well, he was one of the ones on offense, and he gets you what you call free yards. You know, five-yard catch ends up being a 60-yard completion, touchdown.
2: Not only that, he had that toughness that really like personifies the type of team that Vrabel wants to have. I mean, he's a yep. if there's a Vrabel wide receiver, I mean, he's about it.
3: That's it. Brings physicality to the passing game, and he liked to block too.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, l- let me let me ask. So so you think that it's very reasonable a thirteen point line? So you're expecting yeah. a blowout?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely expecting a blowout. And you look at the receivers, Jalen Waddle. Um, it's funny. You go back. You watch Christian Fulton's. Senior year, uh, well, last year at, at LSU, he put the straps on on all of those Alabama receivers. But Chris is—he uh, had an MRI yesterday. He's dealing with a hamstring issue, and that soft tissue stuff continues to pop up. And you know, when you go on against a guy that got gas like Waddle, he, hamstring is something you can't be thinking of because you got to run. You got to run, and, and yeah, no, it, it's going to be bad. And Murphy, Bunny—he's a big, a big corner. He likes to get hands on, on the receiver and yeah, if he doesn't, he'll get cooked. And and that's what happened last week. And you know, Waddle, Tyreek Hill, those guys, man, roadrunners.
2: and yeah Omar doesn't want to believe me that when when I, I, I talk about uh, this is okay let's look forward to the Jets in week week 15 and Omar is like accusing me of like ah you got to play every opponent and you know everybody can get you.
3: you do. You do. I you got to play every <laughs> opponent. You can't look look past a team but you know this is a the week they probably it it it, it wouldn't hurt them to, to look past but uh you do. You got one week at a time. You know how they say.
1: Man, this is listen um, these lines just make me so uncomfortable, but I, 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 get where the organization is. I mean, the dolphins are one of the top teams in the NFL right now, and they're performing like one of the top teams in the NFL. The the question is, can they beat a good team? I mean, that's the narrative that's out there. Yeah. But then yeah. I, I make the argument every week. I personally do not believe that there is no such thing as a bad team in the NFL because Anybody can get you on any given week. And I think that the, the, the Bengals just showed that when, when when they you know the Bengals just showed that. Um
2: no the, what, what, you Bengals not a bad team, Omar. They they're they're they were five and six, not like they were three and eight, they were five and six, and they went to the AFC championship game last year. Last I checked.
3: That's, yeah, that's but not, you know, nine nine's not playing, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's a different ball game, but you All still right, got Chase. But uh, yeah, I, I get I get what Omar's saying. I get what he's saying, and it makes sense. You can't you every week. You know, you're going against people that get paid to play. You know what I mean? Every team has difference makers, so uh, you can't look past any particular opponent.
1: And and, and this, I know that there's some issues and some injuries, and you know that Derrick Henry's a big matchup that that that's questionable and troublesome for me. Um, just because if you look at his career against the Dolphins, he has pummeled the Dolphins just and and the, it doesn't matter anytime the Titans play the Dolphins, they have success in the run game. Dolphins just lost Jerome Baker. Um, yes, Duke Riley is a capable backup, capable starter, but I'm sorry. I'm a little bit scared of the Titans run game. And if you want to shorten the game, the best way that you could do that is to run it, the Miami Dolphins.
3: Yeah, well, that's what you have to do. And, you know, Tajay Spears is, is, is a really good player. So, uh he's the rookie out of um Tulane um i would expect a heavy dose of him and he's somebody in the passing game he gives you an option too so you you know that's something um you never know man like all it takes is one or two plays and, and next thing you know it's it's a whole different ball game so I, I i just don't see the the dolphins losing this game like i don't see how they could lose it really to just to be honest with you
2: Gotcha. And, and 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 here's the thing: is, is so Omar and I were straight on this. Is this not an idea of like dolphins don't even have to show up? With yes, the, the Titans could get him. but A lot, a hell of a lot of things would have to go wrong for the Dolphins, right? For the Titans. And for example, on defense, I'm looking without Jeffrey Simmons. Who's the who's a player the Dolphins have to concern themselves with? Harold Landry. Oh, that's easy.
3: Danico Archery, yeah. 96. Danico Archery, he's leading the team with eight sacks. And he's someone that uh, you guys appreciate his play, man. Like he knocks down passes at the line of scrimmage. He's tough against the run. He's, he's a solid player. So that's somebody to watch. Um, they want to get most and, and and those guys rolling. Um, Tier Tart is another one to watch. 93, really good swim move. And he's a guy that, that constantly is in the, in the, the backfield. And, you know, he's a fellow two on five fellow Philly cat. So I got to give him love. You know what I mean? and, and, He's like – you remember Samuel Adams, like how he used to just disrupt stuff at the line of scrimmage? That's how he is, and and he's a really good player. So those are two to watch out for.
1: Let me me ask you this question about Derrick Henry's status, and we know he he isn't in the concussion protocol, which I think is a little bit questionable and troublesome, just from the standpoint of I don't trust NFL players when it comes to injuries, particularly with contractions but what can Spears do or what has he done that makes you feel like he can carry that workload?
2: Oh, we have a little situation here. Let's see if we can, should we try oh. to fix this over here? You got me now? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
3: You're back on so the phone. phone the other phone died, man. My, my cord is messing up.
1: So I'm, oh. moved, I'm, on, I'm on the
3: move, man. Yeah. You know, I, I I didn't bring my charger,
1: so that's that's. I, I hear you. Just had a ba- Yeah, you just came a grandfather. We totally understand. Uh, yeah. Know what yeah. The, Um, with Spears, what do, can he bring to the game that can add a dimension that the Dolphins – if 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 Derrick Henry cannot go.
3: Yeah, you know what I tell you. This would be a really good game for David Long, Jr. to to show his worth, and I, I say that because David Long, he's actually. He's my favorite linebacker in the NFL. Really? I love David Longs. I love his game. I love the emotion he brings. I love the way that he is able to weave through offensive linemen and, and get to the, the running back. He is my favorite linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. So I think this is a week where he can show his value. Now, the reason why I go to him when I'm talking about Tajay Spears is, is if the, the Dolphins, they, they decide to go to man defense, he probably would be the one that ends up covering Tajay Spears. And Spears is a guy, like, they'll line him up out wide. They'll motion him into the slot. They use that motion that, that the Dolphins use, you know, that CFL-type motion that they – Cheap motion. Short. Yeah, the cheap motion. They'll use that. And he's a guy that they love to get the ball to him in the, in the passing game. But if Derrick Henry doesn't play, he's one that, like, he's good at playing, like, that peek-a-boo game where you'll see him, like, put his hand on the offensive lineman's back and pop out. Whatever side to, to get into the into the hole, that's the one thing about Derrick Henry that's that's different from before is how he used to hit the holes. You know, it's a step slower, and Tajay Spears he hits the holes quicker. And I will tell you this, he's one of the most elusive backs in the NFL. He's somebody. If you look at the ratings and stuff, I know a lot of you know analytic folks they like to look at the elusiveness rating and all that. I will. Guarantee you, he's probably like top five in, in, in that number because he always makes the first man miss. So that's something. He's coming off a career high, 16 carries for 75 yards. and He's a big play that's always waiting to happen.
2: Got to ask you, since you brought up David Long Jr., got to ask you about those comments from Mike Vrabel at the end of last year where he kind of like he mentioned him. It was another player. I don't remember who. Yeah. Or, there you go, about like taking care of yourself so you don't deal with hamstring injuries all the time. Yeah, soft tissue. What did I mean? What did you mean? First of all, how uncharacteristic that's rare of a a head coach to call out guys by name like that. What'd you make of that?
3: Yeah, he called you know, he called them repeat offenders. That's what he called them. There you go. And it's, I mean, this is a team that's just been so injury prone. I mean, they set a record for most players rostered on game day uh, two years ago. And and last year, they approached that record. It was like 89, I want to say. So, he did mention David long and you, you know, the thing is David long had his series of, of soft tissue injuries. So he had a bunch of them. And it's funny because if I'm not mistaken, he's played in every game down there for, mm-hmm. for the dolphins. So yeah. I don't know if that was a, you know, in building issue or, or, or what it was, but he's played in every game and, and you know, he's racked up. Buku Tackles when it comes to just like the way he plays, I, I know that coach and staff really liked him. Um, uh, Tyrone McKenzie, who coached the outside backers there a couple years ago, was his position coach in, in Nashville. And I remember when David Long first came, because he was Big 12 defensive player of the year. And, like, the league had the nerve to let him fall to, like, the, the sixth round, which was crazy to me. But I remember when he first got there, and I, I talked to Coach Ty a lot about him. And they really they really liked him from the grip.
1: And it's interesting because they don't have him as an every down linebacker. And now that Duke Riley is having to step up for an injured Jerome Baker, it'll be interesting to see if his role shifts and if he also becomes the green dot player, um, that that that's something that that we're definitely going to look forward to uh, to see uh, on Sunday, the evolution of the Miami Dolphins linebackers and their defense, which right now I believe is ranked number seven part did I I said
2: six or seven I believe it yeah 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 and that's your guy
3: too man Duke Riley LSU product I I know that's your man
1: mm -hmm. um let me let me ask you about um I, I I I'm I'm a big draft guy and I know you're a big draft guy too where do you stack up with the caliber of quarterbacks in the 2024 NFL draft I know guys haven't declared yet but what? Who do you have your eyes on? Are? are you a Caleb Williams guy?
3: Yeah, Caleb Williams—he's the best quarterback. I mean, uh, there's not really a conversation to be had. But he's the best. I really love Penix um, Jr. Michael Penix Jr. He's a guy that you know NFL coaches and organizations will love because let's face the facts: this league is about big plays, you know. And he probably—I'll say it—nobody has a better deep ball than him. He—he he, was able to, you know, push that ball down the field. Looking out there, looking like Mark Brunel.
1: Hold on, you don't think it's because of the conference that he plays in? Because let's not act like they play any defense over there.
3: Yeah, I mean, they don't play defense, but you still got to put the ball in those spots. And, you know, you look every time you see Roma Dunze, you know what I mean, like this, and the ball just dropping perfectly over his shoulder. So, yeah, I mean, you you can't mention the conference and the lack of defense, but... The placement is still there. so And he, he's mobile. I like the fact, like, people will hold his injuries against him. as two ACLs. But I like the fact that he went through that adversity and, and was able to push through it because, you know, no situation to get too muddy for him because like, he already been in situations where you have football taken from him. I like players that go, that has gone through adversity. So, you know, I, 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 Penix is, is legit. Jada Daniels, who I think is, should win the, the Heisman, He's another one to look at, um, Bo Nix. I mean, like he's been in college since you, you, you know the the Expos were playing when he when he first got to college. <laughs> 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 but you know he's still good. He's a really good quarterback too. So you have
1: hey, man, a- you a good college quarterback. You could make a million dollars today in the NIL era. So
3: right, right. They they're trying to pay uh, Quinn Ewers to to come back. You know that's what Texas is doing. But you got you know Arch Manning, uh back there you know, Lil' Manning is, is, is nipping at his
1: head. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Teron, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you for joining us uh, again. Um, I, I want to say this segment is brought to you by U-Break you Wheel Fix. U-Break you is your complete wheel repair and refinishing solutions located in North Miami. Over 25 years of experience repairing damaged wheels from cracks and bends. All types of refinishing and repair work can be done at U Break Wheel Fits. If you need some assistance, call Mark at 305 748 0112. Teron, obviously, brother, we appreciate your time. Looking forward to seeing you in South South Florida. Um, thank you for your time, my brother.
3: Yeah, for sure. I'll be there Saturday. Doing an extended right. stay this
1: time. And, and you're coming at Art Basel Week, too. So, you know, holla at your boy.
3: I got you. Appreciate you. All that, right, man. Uh,
0: Thanks, Ryan.